You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Def. Tee hee. I was like, you didn't. You, you don't even have to fight Calvin. Like you, you didn't have to rush that one. No. Interrupting Cal. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm Dave. Go figure. Yeah, you, we're so used to Calvin going after Dev or yeah. interrupting him that we just totally got thrown off. <laughs> and you know, it is you know ten o'clock in the morning. So whatever. Uh, so it's going to be already ten. It is already ten. Yes, uh, it's going to be the four <laughs> of us today. Been up since two o'clock in the morning. It's, yeah. it's late for me. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we have a couple of people who are going to join for the next episodes whenever they show up. But for now, it's the four of us. We're holding it down. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Yeah, we've got uh, Debs uh, smoking some butt. Yep. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's living the dream over there, but <laughs> he just moistened his meat yes, before the show. You're damn right. <laughs> so he's ready to, to talk about history now. It's, it's, he it, has been moistened. It, it, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not ready for you guys yet. It's it's way too early in the morning for this shit. Oh, I gotta... on, Dave. This, is the, this is the best wake up. Come on, you know it is. Um, all right, well I'm going to be the historian today. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Great Horse Manure Crisis of 1894, with a little preface on how gross uh, and dirty things were in the world uh, before this happened. But before we do that, as always, it is shop time. I will be uh, raising this. Pickleback. Coffee with some yummy vanilla baileys. Yay. Yay. Yeah. It's my, my usual. Yum. Cask strength maker's mark. Ooh. You know, I, I have my own aging barrel now. I'm intrigued. Going strong early in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you know it. Well, for him, it's like already like early <laughs> evening. Yeah. <laughs> it's already it's already time for dinner. Yeah, he's, he's been up he's been up playing with his meat for a good six hours. I mean it's you know he yeah. should he should have he should have gone to see a doctor by now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to moisten it. It was starting to chafe. I would just like to say the best part of waking up is horse shit in your cup. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I figured why not start with this? I, I just, it just feels like such a great way uh to, to really yes. Like, I feel like we, I feel like, cause I feel like we can all agree. I mean, you know, being awake at 10 in the morning and functioning is kind of horseshit. So yes. it, it is. <laughs> it, it totally is. I don't know. I have a kid. So I mean, she doesn't sleep. So I... <laughs> it's, it's better when they get older and they can like just turn on the TV themselves and get themselves bowls of cereal. Like it gets better. She can't get herself food yet, but she, she wakes up and she'll like be like, she'll like tap Rob on the head and be like, can I watch my tablet? <laughs> and then he says yes, and she goes out in the living room and does her thing. Aw. That's cute. <laughs> All right. Well, before we, we get into the uh, the the horse manure crisis, um, I mean, anybody that knows anything about history knows that, you know, everything was pretty disgusting for a really long time. Indoor plumbing wasn't a thing for a really long time. Uh, back in Rome, I found this to be really, really funny. Um 
apparently Rome was probably like the most disgusting place that you could have lived in. They had this thing and it was called a xylospongium, which was a sponge on a stick yeah. that uh, people use for cleaning um, their, unmet, you know, like their butts and after they went to the bathroom because they didn't have toilet paper at this point. It was the, uh, it was the public shit stick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> shared it. So like they, there was like a, wait, like a, wait, what? A this wasn't like a private up. item. This was a community item. Yes. yes. It was a community item. Um, and so like they would have like uh like a bowl of water, like to put it in, like after you used it, but like, after the first person uses it with the fresh water and they stick it in there, it, it you're done. It's, it, it's as as the Detroit it. News lovingly coined one with a headline, it's poo water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's poo. Yes. Yes. Uh and and you know, it was that's why, you know, people got sick a lot in, in ancient Rome because they were spreading around those poop diseases. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it, it, like the the community poop sponge and and the community poop sponge water and you're basically just washing your own ass with the asses of everybody else's ass. Everybody else's ass. <laughs> I just there was no way to like make it into like a, a makeshift bidet and just like, you know, squirt some water up there. I mean Apparently they weren't that clever. Yeah. They figured out I mean, aqueducts, but not water pressure. Yeah, a shit right. stick. Okay, I was like, did they have aqueducts? So they made aqueducts, but not but a shit stick was as clever <laughs> as they could get for cleaning their buttholes. Like, you know what? We're gonna have this running so we can do water, but <laughs> the three the three shell method was beyond them. <laughs> yeah, they they had yeah, they were nowhere near that yet. <laughs> um, and then like as we move forward in time um like before the uh the black death which you know, t- you know killed like more than half of europe's population in the 14th century um people used to go to public bathhouses so um you know everybody would go and they'd be using the same water and uh people started get like getting syphilis and like all these like fucked up diseases like tuber- like tb um and so it, starting around the middle ages is when they decided okay we can't share our dirty water with each other we, <laughs> this just isn't working i just i want to be like i'm i'm all about like the flow chart and the board meeting like i want to be i want to i want to i wish i could be a fly on the wall for that first like scientifically oriented guy going well, to the town council see see here we going, have the shit stick hear ye hear ye forsooth <laughs> hearken unto me the poop the poop sponge not a good idea and and i, I pray thee let's not community bathe and and share the germs and disease yeah yeah and and, and the best and that probably for hundreds of years they were going oh you're full of crap like you you don't know what you're talking about you wacky wizard with your sulfur pellets and your yeah. Well, what kills me is so they stop using bathhouses, um, but private like plumbing for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they stopped using uh, these bathhouses because they were like filthy, but then they didn't have uh, any private plumbing and at that time it would have seemed like witchcraft to these people because they were very superstitious <laughs> yeah. so indoor plumbing was you know if it happened a witch oh, must have yes. made it and what, is they this, <laughs> what is this porcelain god you bring in my house <laughs> right exactly um so at this point this is basically when people stopped bathing regularly because you know no bathhouses or whatever because they spread disease so 
there are people that were bathing like three, four times a year. Hmm. So, so the origin of the hippie movement. Got it. Yes. Right. Um, and then, you know, also because of the plague and stuff, there was a lot of dead bodies all over the place. So you got to imagine how stinky. Like, Isn't that a song? Yeah. Dead bodies everywhere. Dead bodies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring out your dead. Uh, yeah. And, and this is another thing that I found interesting. Um, you know how, like, they, there's all these movies about, like, the royal palaces and how gorgeous they look and everybody's dressed in they finery. Disgusting, though. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, they still didn't have um, indoor plumbing at that point. So um, they would have to leave their houses in order to have them, like, cleaned because they were filthy. Like, with mm-hmm. the urine and defecation and, and, and just bodily filth because, A, they weren't bathing. And then they were using pots and stuff as the bathroom i mean it was just disgusting so um they would have to leave taking all those layers off at the end of the day (laughs) oh yeah no disgusting um so yeah like they would have to like go to like their other palaces while one got cleaned for like it would take like a long period of time (laughs) so my third palace (laughs) yeah like king henry had like 60 up to 60 homes that he bounced between in order to try to live as clean of a life as possible but it really didn't matter because there was no ac well maybe um, just like and again maybe just stop shitting everywhere like well, <laughs> this isn't just about the shit though i guess they were shitting in buckets and they had like their servants would like take it away and stuff but i mean it was just it was just an unclean time right. and then um there was no like, ac the question too like what where was it going so right Exactly. It had to be dumped somewhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was no AC and they're wearing all these layers of clothing. So, of course, they, you know, deodorant had not been invented yet. So they just stunk like B.O. all the time. Um, and even in the winter, like they still smelled. Plus, they smelled like because um, they, you know, they heated all these places with fire. So they reeked of like uh, fire smoke, you know. So it was just, you know. It, pretty stinky um and then uh after the medieval times um it, further into the victorian era is when indoor plumbing like pretty much became a thing but only really rich people could afford it so like if you weren't rich you basically had to take the risk of getting sick by taking a bath or just go without and so a lot of them just didn't bathe well and it just like and the amazing part of this to me is that once again instead of and there's the long history of humanity of we treat the symptom, not the cause. Uh, in, instead of just, oh, I don't know, bathing, uh, they went ahead and invented perfume. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, to, to inst- instead of getting rid of the smell, let's just cover up the smell with a bigger oh, smell. So it smelled like a Comic Con. I got yes. you. <laughs> what, is that, what is that scent? Is that citrus? Yes. yes. It's ah. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. How many cans? Reeks <laughs> Reeks of nerd and comic books. Yes. <laughs> um all right, so moving on and uh, uh, we're going to go into the 1800s now. Um toward the end of the 1800s in 1894, this is when the great uh the the, the horse manure crisis occurred um and you know at this time obviously this was before cars became a thing you know right every like there the the numbers say somewhere there was like um in new york there was about a hundred thousand house uh horses and every horse 
Um, well, altogether, the <laughs> horses expelled 2.5 million pounds of manure a day. Um, and then, so also though, in, uh, new, uh, in London, they had, um, uh, thousands and thousands of horses and they were having a very similar issue. Uh, so, you know, these horses and, and most people use them because unless you lived within walking distance to work, uh, or, you know, like that was the only way to travel throughout cities. So, um, and of course, you know, when you get a lot of horse shit, what does that attract? Flies. Flies, yes, and um, flies carry diseases. I was going to say politicians, but I, I guess I was. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when you presented this, I thought like we were going to talk about like this this time period where all the horses were constipated and they couldn't properly fertilize their fields. <laughs> oh was, no, it was a crisis of notion. Yeah, like you, like yeah. Usually, when somebody says says crisis, it's because there's a dearth, not not an overabundance. Yeah, there was a plethora. A, <laughs> a plethora of the poop. <laughs> um, so these flies were carrying uh, typhoid fever um, and other uh, poop-related diseases, and it was killing hundreds of thousands of people a year uh, while this was all going. And this was before, because this is when they start to you know try to fix the problem well because and let's be real like horses are horses it's not like horses are holding it to go to the bathroom like to go hit a bathroom or something they're just shitting wherever they have to shit yeah well yeah i mean that's kind of like poop in a certain spot i don't think that's a thing yeah um so at this point you know we're we're looking at uh these people are looking at it and going, oh, man, well, pretty soon we're just going to be buried in, in in horse poop. And then also at this time, too, the lifespan of a horse was only about a working horse was about three years. So there are horses dying literally all the time and they're they would leave the corpses. That's so short. Yeah, they would. Le- and then they would leave the corpses in the street so that they were easier to cut up and dispose of. So they would let them putrefy in the streets. So that they were easier to cut up. See, and, and so, here I am hoping that you're about to give me the origin of beating a dead horse. Like, I, I really thought that's where you were going to go with that. Wow. I also don't know where that's from. Does anybody know? I, I mean, maybe maybe they were tenderizing the horses. Maybe that when they were try, before they cut them up. I don't know. Eh. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But Okay, so on top of the poop and the dead carcasses, there was also um, two pints of urine per day per horse. Oh, so wait, so two pints of urine, you know, times a hundred thousand horses in New York City. That's a lot of pee. Um, that's a lot of pee, and, and the stench between all of these things is just disgusting. Um, the news, the the Times newspaper predicted, and I quote: "In fifty years, every street in London will be buried under nine feet of manure." So that's how it became the great horse manure crisis, because you know they were talking about it in the newspapers and. You know, they decided um, that we need to figure out. They actually started. Uh, they, they had the first international urban planning conference in New York to find a solution to the horseshit problem. <laughs> like, okay, boys, we got to do something about all this crap. See, Man. yeah. Well, and the best <laughs> thing about it is they could not find an answer, so they did this whole, you know, groundbreaking first international urban planning conference, and nothing came of it because they couldn't figure out and they're like we got nothing <laughs> how to yeah because they're just like well we need horses so you know and they were coming up with like 
kind of like dumb ideas, like, you know, having horse cleans, like cleanup stations every certain number of miles and things that just weren't really practical and that didn't really solve the problem. It was just moving the poop from one place to another that was still within the vicinity. So, I mean, as as one does. I mean, that's, yeah. You know, it, uh, was could they use it for fertilizer? Was that not a thing? I'm sure that they did, but with that much I mean, yeah. of it, it would be too much. Yeah. 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 Daily. The daily. Yeah, two and a half million pounds. Yeah. I, I feel a like day. a day. Yeah. That's that. That's like you can like send it to other places because it would take forever. So. Right. And I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that there were rural areas that they sent it to, but it doesn't matter when you have 2.5 million pounds right. of shit well, every when, day. And when you're transporting it via horse, it's just making right. more. Just holding the shovel underneath the horse. It's just, it's it's just it's absolutely redundant. Here's here's your horse drawn carriage full of horse shit. Yeah. Oh my god. We left with five get like five gallons. We came back with like hundred. Yeah, yeah. And so well, eventually, just like we do, like we've always done um, in times of crisis, like we eventually figure out a way to you know make things manageable. And this is actually where the rise of the car came um because figure this shit out (laughs) literally yes (laughs) um you know henry ford uh had come up with the process of making cars more affordable um and then they started doing uh public transportation so they had like uh trams and motor buses and they were trying to replace you know horse-drawn buses and carriages and things like that because obviously the waste was becoming a crisis. So, um, uh, by 1912, the crisis had been resolved. Most people, um, uh, the horses were had pretty much all been replaced, and motor vehicles were the main, you know, back and forth of of major cities like New so York. Cars were invented because of horse poop. Yeah. Well, they were. I, I believe that I didn't really look too far into this. I believe they were already. <laughs> invented before that but what had happened was but what had happened was uh, henry ford was like okay well because they were expensive when they first came out I mean, they it was, were affordable yeah yeah they were a rarity so um yeah they made them more affordable and you can because, get it in any color as long as it's black, it's black. right <laughs> right right <laughs> that hotness um so yeah that is the great horse manure crisis of uh 1894 and like i said they brought in uh the rise of the automobile which is you know Kind of interesting for us here in Detroit because you know we're the, we're Motor City, right? Um, so it kind of ties into us. But I have one last thing that I have to talk about um, about uh, gross things. Um, just so that, just so that you know, nobody wore deodorant until 1912, um, and there was a her father was a surgeon, Edna Murphy. Uh, he used this uh, antiperspirant to keep his hands dry during his operations that he was doing. Um, and his daughter tried to market it, uh, you know, to keep people from sweating. And like nobody, everybody was like, ah, that's stupid. <laughs> ah, that's stupid. Blah. And then finally, uh, with the help of a, a New York advertising agency, they were able to market it. And this is, I got to read one of the ads to you guys because it is hilarious. Uh a woman's arm. Poets have sung of it. Great artists have painted its beauty. It should be the daintiest, sweetest thing in the world. And yet, 
Unfortunately, it isn't always. <laughs> and people were so offended um, because nobody really talked about the way people smelled at this point. People were offended that these ads were targeting the way people smelled. They didn't they didn't want to be called out. Like I, for it, yeah, you know? they, they're all just feeling attacked right then. Yeah, right. They were, but then by um, I'm by, triggered. They were triggered, and so by 1920, uh, say people started regularly wearing antiperspirant. Uh, it, it, their sales had doubled. I think people finally realized that hey, being stanky ain't a good thing. Right. So I just had to throw that in because it happened could after you, the horse manure. Could you imagine the day that someone found out that they had a cure for swamp ass this whole time? <laughs> I didn't have to smell like this my whole life. What the hell? I was just putting like uh, like herbs and like something smells good in my butt. You know, like that was my plan. But but yes. but but poop sponge. But but but, but poop sponge. Oh, my God, poop sponge so needs to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> I love your artwork, Melissa. Yes. You're so talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the great manure crisis, and also a little tidbit on how disgusting everything was up until the 1920s. Nice. Alrighty then. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I actually really like that. See, I thought it would be entertaining because I had never heard of it, and uh, right. like I, I was up last night, and I originally I'm still going to do the show. Um, I, uh, uh, the Russian cannibals. I'm going to do mm. the show on that, but I was just looking around at stuff, and that kind of came up on a couple of the websites that I was looking at, and I was like, ah. Oh, we got to talk about this. It's like poop shiv. You know, you yeah. have to talk about it. You, you yeah. got to. It's, <laughs> these are important. Sticky cheese in the White House. I mean, you got to yes. talk about that stuff. It's, it's <laughs> important data that people who listen to our show will really appreciate. Well, you know, all the movie, you know, history shouldn't be forgotten. Like, there, there should be there should be a statue to poop sponge. There should be. You know, we could make that happen. You will remember always. Exactly. I, I feel. I feel like poop sponge should be immortalized with a statue somewhere. You know what? For our five year anniversary, we're we're gonna make our own poop sponge. <laughs> it's coming with this man. And then and then randomly and some gold paint. So yep. I can make this happen. And and, and, and just randomly give it away to one of the listeners that shows up. Yo, I feel like I feel like that's the way to go with that. Yes, we'll do some raffles. You, got, you guys can all autograph the poop sponge. <laughs> Yep. And then give it away. That'd be great. I like yes. it. I like it. Who wants a poop sponge? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> All right. So that's it for me. Um, I think it's time to pop out the plugs. Uh, I'll go first. Um, Aeonian 3 is out uh, through Rocket Inc. Studios. Aeonian 4 will be coming early next year. Um, and I've been picking up some more editing gigs. So um, I'll have some uh, other books that I'm you know, working on that I'll, I'll be discussing once we get closer to them getting into production. Uh, so just check me out at stephaniemenard.com and um, there's links to all of my podcasts. Uh, you know, <coughs> Source Point, Oxide Media, Deepwater Games, N3, Fuck Steve, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, and Jefferson, and Jefferson since uh, Calvin. Yeah, just, yeah, Calvin in, 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 in memoriam for Calvin, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, check out Podcast Detroit, all the things, uh, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the websites. Um, yeah, we've got our uh, Detroit and Northville studio locations open again. So it, it's been kind of interesting being back in studio with people. Uh, that's that's entertaining. Uh, but we're still 
doing a lot of stuff remotely via Zoom. So, hey, check it out. If you want to come record, come record. You want to record remotely, we can set that up, too. Sweet. All right, you guys. Well, until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big Def. I'm Melissa. And Dave. (laughs) 